Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. One minute from now, the press conference will start. Just kidding. <laughs> I hope it starts. I hope it starts in a minute. I can't wait to hear what they have to say. Can't wait to hear what their tone is. Um, I think they'll, they're usually pretty good about the message being we're never taking a step back a year. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see what, how they answer that question. We reload. We don't rebuild. Yeah. I, I know this city. And, <laughs> like You know what I mean? He's we good. reload, man. Yeah. We, we don't take step back years. I, I'm too proud of this city to, to, to sell the fan base on stuff like that. But – I mean, that is a question to be asked, too. Like, what is the expectation next year Super Bowl? Like, what, what are the expectations next year? Is it, is it fair well, to expect a step back? Again? They aren't for me, but, yeah, I, I imagine that the, the organization would say yes, they are. <laughs> Internally? <laughs> yes. Internally. Yes. Well, I, mean, I mean, they would project that that's what they are trying to do is win a championship. This mm-hmm. isn't where you start over with some young player like Jalen in his first year as a starter. They, they are realistic when it came to 2021, but where they are now – I would imagine they'll tell you that and, and listen, we've heard Howie for a lot of years, man. He's gonna tell you that the offseason just now starts and it doesn't it never ends. So the roster is gonna constantly be in flux and they're gonna always be looking to add players. And for the most part, he's right. I mean, they were adding players. Who, who would have thought Kevin Byard, Bradley Roby, and Julio Jones would have been on this team? Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard. Like I would have never thought those guys would have been on this team at the beginning of the season. So they continually added players all the way up until they couldn't add any more players. So I believe him when he says that. I'm just saying, as I sit here right now, I can't say this is a Super Bowl team next year or have the idea of Super Bowl or bust. I can hope they get to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but to expect it, I, I can't. It's a whole lot that needs to be done uh, personnel-wise. And then, hell, I need to see what, what, what are we working with from a coaching staff because we're, we're focused on the coordinators, but a lot of this – it's going to also be predicated on who are the guys working under them from a positional standpoint. Who's developing these guys on de- on defense? The cornerbacks, the safeties, the linebackers, the D linemen. Who are the positional coaches there that are going to help develop these young players so that we get the most out of them? Yeah, well, I mean, is Alex Taney back? He's he's the quarterbacks See, I, coach. He would not be back. Right. How did he help Jalen at any at, with anything this year? No, we, we always talk about the quarterback coach. You know, like DeFilippo we still talk about. Right. It. Last year is Brian Johnson. He got yep. promoted to offensive coordinator. And now Alex Taney doesn't get talked about at all. Like, he, he, who's going to be brought in for quarterbacks coach? And that's going to be important. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. You know, a good cop, bad cop. That's kind of dependent upon who they hire for the for the offensive coordinator position. We know who's the O-line coach. He's not Stalin's going anywhere. not going He's anywhere. not going yeah, anywhere. Believe it or not. Um, I wonder if Tracy Rocker's back. The defensive line took a step back, but the year before they had 70-plus yeah. sacks. Aaron, Aaron Moreland. Moreland. Moorhead? Moorhead or Moreland? Moorhead. Moorhead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's Moorhead. been here for. He's been here when he came in with, with Nick and those guys, right? I actually think. No, he used to, uh, Doug's was he with Doug? Year. Yeah, he was Doug's last year. Doug's last year. Okay. I know they like him, but you still got to wonder. I, I mean, Devontae is an already polished wide receiver. AJ. AJ was already a polished wide receiver. What about the younger guys that need to be developed, right? Like, what happened to Quez Watkins? What happened to some of these other younger players that need to be developed? Yeah. Like, that, that matters. That's the one thing Andy had 
when he took over here 20 years ago, man, his coaching staff, man, we benefited from those coaches. We already know about the coaching tree and how many guys became head coaches. It's ridiculous. But, man, it's ridiculous when I think about the level of talent we had around us from a coaching staff standpoint, just on defense, just on defense. Every coach over there. I know. Every one of them became a head coach. Ron, Spags, Harbs, Leslie Frazier. Sean McDermott was carrying cords and cards as a damn scout team guy back then. An intern. As an intern, we called him Lil Red. Yeah. They all became head coaches. Yeah, and that, and that, they never were able to get that right after Doug left. And then, and one year after Sirianni, mm-hmm. or, or the one year after John again and his whole staff leaves, one year after uh, Syke and his staff leaves, they weren't able to replace them very well. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of building a great organization, too, and, and sustaining winning is getting that stuff right. Yeah. I could use a new defensive backs coach. For sure. For sure. And they, I felt like they got it right with Denard Wilson. They did. Should have kept him. Made him to D.C.? I don't know. Could have. I don't know how to end it. Everybody, you know, people want them to interview him. I don't know how that relationship ended. He may feel a certain way that he didn't get the job initially. Are we blaming the linebackers coach for the linebackers problem? Or? No, that's the organization. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. I don't care. what. Or what it could be Dick Buckets over there coaching these linebackers. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't have mattered. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't make them how about, how, bring, bring Ray Lewis in to coach these linebackers. It don't matter. How about Buzz? Do you see confidence in Buzz today? Does he look locked in back there to get this press conference on the air? Well, he's locked in. Yeah, he's 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 squirming, though. I see him like have that producer squirm. And this is your first press conference, Buzz? No, I've done it before. Yeah, but this, oh, okay. is, but this is your first big press conference. This well, is not I've had day after press conferences. Not, yeah, I've never, never had a season-ending press this conference. Is, this is a big press conference. This is the big leagues, yeah. I would say, outside of those two talking, Third amount of pressure is on you today. <laughs> Third amount of pressure is on you today. You're squirming back there. I like it. I'm ready to go. I'm antsy. I like a good squirm. 215-592-9494 is how, is how you get in. Eh, producer squirm. Yeah. Uh, we'll take your phone calls, obviously, leading up to this press conference if it ever happens. Lewis in Nebraska. What's happening, Lou? What's up, Lou? Percy Ike, what's up? Fellas? What's up, Lou? Is this team ready to win right now, you think, with the personnel we have? They, they could be a playoff team, but I, but when you're talking about competing against what what San Francisco looks like, even Detroit, that could be even better next year. Um, you know, Dallas is a talented roster. The Rams came on strong this year, and they were a young team, so they're going to be even better next year. Uh, I, I think they are a playoff team next year. I feel confident in saying that. But as far as being one of the one of the top two teams in the conference with a better chance to go to the Super Bowl than not, nah, I can't say that right now. And I would agree with you, Ike, 100%. Now, I think Howie has done a great job with finding little deals, draft picks, free agents, to make a team, a playoff team, which is going to be in the Super Bowl team. Now, I feel like this coaching thing, with this coordinator, you need to find head coaches. Now, I know that might sound the off-kilter because, obviously, if you're trying to uh, recruit coordinators for your team who, think, who you think they can be head coaches, they're going to take other positions. Would you guys agree? Yes. But but I think in order to build a championship team, you need to find head coaches, and I use that in air quotation marks, coordinators to have you know many teams within the team. So if you're going to hire an offensive head offensive coordinator, he needs to be a head coach. If you're going to find a defensive coordinator, he needs to be a head coach. And I think that's what uh, how he needs to do. And I think that's. That's what we need to do because I don't think Sirianni is going to, you know, rally his troops to fix the offense and fix the defense. We already know that. So I'm looking for for Howie to hire 
head coach type coordinator in order to turn this around. Fellas, I appreciate you, Tom. All right, Lewis. Uh, I appreciate it, Lewis. Yeah, I'm I'm probably more on board with that than not. You know, I I would I don't need guys who are sort of in line to be a head coach somewhere else. I'd much rather have guys who have been head coaches before and they don't seem to be on the forefront or at the forefront. Right. As, as you'll see in my next read, at yep. the forefront. Yep. Um of being a head coach. That's why Ron Rivera is appealing. That's why Frank Wright can be appealing. Uh, Eric Bieniemy can be appealing. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Only if he's with Bill Belichick, though. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys are appealing because it seems like the head coaching sort of window has passed them by. Yeah, so it's interesting. I think I would, I would like that on defense, definitely. Like a, a Ron Rivera type that, that, that can just stay there and hopefully just, just- – Yep. The, the, but on offense, like it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you bring in one of these like wizards guy, wizard guys, and they get a head coaching job in a year because that means you're probably at a pretty good year. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. That's that's the trade off. You're right. That's the trade off. So like if you bring in, uh, damn sure ain't getting a job if we go uh, seven and ten or eight and nine. No, you get all the experience <laughs> you want with Frank Reich and all these right. other guys that won't get a head coaching job again. Sure, but like let's say you bring in a, a Clint Kubiak out in uh, in San or San Francisco, young guy. Yeah, you bring in I believe his name is Zach Robinson. He is the uh, he's the quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator for the Rams. Okay, so it's the McVay tree. Love it. Um, he comes here off of the McVay tree. He changes the offense around, mm-hmm. and bang, he gets a head coaching job. Like I don't want to miss out on candidates on offense just because you feel like you need an, an adult in the room. Well, plus you want to you want to update the offense. Yes, <laughs> I mean I think we all definitely agree with that. Yes. Um. So like I because I would definitely be on board with obviously the, a Frank Reich. I think would would have it's obviously. Like Nick Sirianni is running Frank Reich's offense, yeah. So I can just have Frank, Frank Reich run his own offense. <laughs> exactly yes. right. He knows how to call plays. Honestly, I, I as much as I would want Eric B. Enemy, because I think listen, I, I I like E. B. and he's another one of my former teammates too. That's just <laughs> how many guys have played with the Eagles. Um, I played with E. B. for a year yeah. in '99, so I almost would feel better with Frank Reich here as the coach or as the OC. I think I think that would have him and Nick in lockstep. I think Frank Reich is a good uh, coach for a quarterback as well, learning how to play the quarterback position. So I think Jalen would benefit from that. But more importantly, there's a mutual respect there between Frank and 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 Nick that I don't think Nick would overstep his boundaries, and Frank would be able to just be that that adult in the room and also help Nick be a better head coach. Well, and I think and he respects Frank Reich, and I think Frank would help a lot from the stand, from the the antics standpoint. Right, he's not. If Frank Reich's here, I don't think Sirianni's coming off the field saying, "You know, see ya." I mean, the only thing he didn't do was grab his junk, man. I'm just saying. Let's be honest. We you know we were all worried that that was going to happen at some point. Like, bite it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that, <laughs> take that. Yeah, uh, I, I think Frank Reich would would certainly yes. certainly calm that down. So. Yes. Um. Yeah. It, it's. It would be. It'd be really interesting. Um. The Kellen Moore. Yeah. I. I you know. I was initially on the Kellen Moore train too, because I, I. You know. Listen. He's done some good things with some offenses. He's worked with Dak. He's worked with Justin Herbert. So I wouldn't be opposed to, to him either. He's certainly not getting a head coaching job. It looks like anytime soon. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, he'd have to rebuild his stock here yes. if, if they brought him. And in. like you said, if if that were to happen, that means the Eagles have had a pretty good year. Yeah. 
and Jalen's had a pretty good year. Now, Gerard, I think that's a good uh, trade-off. Now, Gerard Johnson's interesting. I guess they're going to interview him. He's the quarterback coach for the, the Texans. Uh, C.J. Stroud, he was a part of the Eagles' dream team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count him as that. I did, I, I did not know that, but even more importantly, I did not know that there is a working history with he and Nick Sirianni. So I'm thinking this is somewhat of a long shot guy that's the candidate that's interviewing for the job. He may have the best chance of of getting the job. Well, and he has the best chance for something which I don't want, which is well, going to be a collaborative effort between Nick Sirianni and Gerard Johnson. He, he's they're bringing in a first time play caller. They'd be right. bringing in. Yeah, I don't want the first time play caller, man. I just don't. It just it just. You know, I'm not one of those people that's looking to get Nick Sirianni fired. I, I, I would rather have stability and this thing continues to grow and we have multiple cracks at trying to get to the Super Bowl as opposed to waiting for this thing to crash and burn and then we can get rid of Nick Sirianni. That's not what I'm looking for. So I, I think with a first-year play caller, you may be trending towards that more than we're, we're going to be back and now we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, – Jalen is going to take off and the offense is going to take off. At least I don't see – I think it's harder to get to that with a first-time play caller. We just went through that with a first-time play caller. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, like <sighs> defense, bring an experienced guy. Mm-hmm. You know, a first-time play caller, like, what happens if it, if they get off to a slow start again? And what happens if it looks disjointed on offense? Is Nick, is Nick jumping right back in and then there creates kind of more friction there? Yep. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? But, like – I don't. I don't. I would. I would have. I would rather go with someone who has done it before. Um, but listen, if you're, it, it's not a bad tree to go from the. He's also a Shanahan guy in in Gerard Johnson. So he has a Shanahan. He has a okay. Slowick. He worked like with that. CJ Stroud. Like so he has some experience there. Um, Certainly can bring new ideas. The Kingsbury one I find interesting. That's an interesting one right there, man. I'm not. I don't think anyone's gotten had more talent thrown their way right. that hasn't lived up to the hype quite like Cliff Kingsbury. Mahomes, we know he's under 500 with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Now, to his credit, he took a three star and turned him into a top 11 pick. Oh yeah, you know, turned him into damn the greatest quarterback ever, almost. Well, Andy turned him into the greatest. Oh, quarterback that's right. Ever. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think he's, if the teams knew he's the greatest quarterback ever, I don't think Mitch Trubisky's yeah. going number he two. Been drafted in the draft. higher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. So, so. He had, he's under 500 with Patrick Mahomes. He, he fails backwards into a head coaching job with the Cardinals to coach Kyler Murray, who he brought to Texas Tech, I believe, and then he transferred to Oklahoma. And Kyler Murray didn't like him. Kyler Murray did not like him. And they also, I mean, speaking of collapses, we're bringing in a guy that also had like 10 wins and finished the year with 11. Yeah, that would not look good. We're bringing in the collapse case. Yeah, yeah that, that, that would not look good. But I, I got to admit, when I first saw the name that the Eagles were interested, did they interview him or were they They just interviewed interested? him already. Wow. It's a hot name. Yeah, I, that that piqued my interest. Yeah. That that did pique my interest. And I wonder what he could do with Jalen that he couldn't do with a five-foot quarterback out there in Arizona. Well, and a five-foot disgruntled quarterback who liked to play. What did he, what did he play, Fortnite? What did he like playing? Uh, it was Fortnite, I believe. Yeah, the video games he yeah. liked to do instead of doing his damn playbook. You're not going to have that with Jalen. Jalen will study the playbook, I yes. believe. But yes. so, so he had Mahomes that he went under 500 with. He had Kyler, who they had collapses in the second half of every year. And and they had friction with each other. And remember, fr- remember the looks he used to yeah. give Kingsbury coming to the sideline? Well, I, I was reminded of, remember when he came off the field like yelling at him? Yes. Like, get the, almost like get the plays yeah, get in the faster. Bleep, yep, get the bleeping plays in faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to the head coach. I'm yeah. like, wow, okay. Yeah. So, bring that here. That's when you knew Kingsbury wasn't, he wasn't going to be there much longer. Right. 
Uh, Insu, he became uh, the offensive assistant for the for USC this year. I can't blame him completely, but Caleb Williams took a step back this year. I mean, Caleb Williams went from Heisman winner the year before. To crying multiple times to, at the end of the year. Was that because of Kingsbury crying? <laughs> was he crying because of Cliff's offense? I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, that's a red flag, too. To, the to, crying? Yes. Yeah. That's a red flag. Also, in look, my book, it's a red flag. Yeah, Kingsbury's too attractive, too. You know, he's a good-looking dude. He's a good-looking dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he had that house. Remember the stage? Yeah, I remember the draft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was all we talked about. I think he was dating Holly Saunders too. Who was that? Look her up. Um, <laughs> and then when he got fired, he well, him and him and Sean McVay with the with the with the hot uh, yeah. dates, the models, whoever they were dating. Yeah. When well, McVay wound up getting married, he right? got married. He got married. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then I guess like uh, they went to they went to some country yeah. after he got fired. Yeah. He was there for like a month. Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, with oh, he, Nick Sirianni. Listen, Kingsbury, if that offense doesn't work, would rub people here the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know if he's ready for Philly. Man. Yeah, and by the way, like, if you look at the numbers, if you wanted more motion, I mean, he he ran less motion than the Eagles. Oh, God. He ran all out of the – What did uh, the, the air raid offense, right? Yeah, so it's all shotgun. It's, it's RPO. So from a philosophy standpoint, it's all pretty much the same. Like, Reich – Reich and and Kingsbury are probably the two options if they want to keep Nick's offense. Right. You know, and I don't know if Nick's offense is probably a, a relative term, but Yeah, I know what you're saying. Though. You know. Yeah. The, the 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 diversion of that would be one of the the guys of the Shanahan tree. Yes. And that's kind of what I would Yeah, can we get can we get can we get Frank to run some of the uh, McVay stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Frank Reich has the McVay stuff in his in his bag. Shanahan stuff. Can we do that in his bag? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in. Apparently, Nick and Howie are in a meeting. <laughs> so the, the the pressure is delayed. I mean, these, oh, oh you, you you check with it to find yeah, out. I yeah. just I get a, a, a tweet was sent to me. Oh, so, okay. yeah, great. A tweet or a text? A tweet was sent to me. Oh, yeah, okay. Someone from down there was was tweeting out Martin Frank. So. Uh, yeah, they're in a meeting. Great. 215-592-9494 if you, if you want to get Why would you announce the presser at 2.30 and then go into a meeting? Like, are you serious? I'll say at 2.45. It's going to be 3 o'clock. Do the meeting. They're going to try and wait people out like Jalen the other oh, day? Four hours? Yeah, they'll do it at 6 breaks? after we go off the air. Who are we leaving that for? Who's on at 6 tonight? <laughs> Might yeah. be TK. Oh, the hot rod. Oh, yeah. You leave TK on there. He'll, he'll have everybody mad. I mean, holy cow. Holy cow. <laughs> Just do the meeting at noon. Why would you do the meeting at 2.30? Get someone down there. Get some order. This whole thing falling apart. It's all falling apart. Tighten up some stuff, man. Yeah, 215. 592-9494. <laughs> Get in. What do you want to hear? Uh, I, I would be curious to see how they handle the Sean Desai thing. You know, Sean Asai yeah. getting demoted midseason. Yeah. Who, they'll never answer whose call it was. Let me let me just say this. What, what, what? Let Howie do most of the talking. No, <laughs> come on. Nick, why do, you think, why do you think you deserve to keep your job? Could you imagine him answering that question? Why, why do you think you deserve to keep your job? Well, uh, uh, that, 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 that would be a wow, yeah. Yeah. Would you think Howie would jump in and answer for him? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey. I got you. I got yeah. you, buddy. We're keeping you because your record the last three years, and we're not putting this on you. Is Mad Mike really in Mexico? Mad Mike, are you in Mexico right now? No, I just got back from Mexico. Oh, okay. <laughs> how, how was Mexico? 
It was fantastic. Were you yacht shopping? Did you drink? Did you drink the water? I did not drink the water, but uh, no, I was not yacht shopping. You I and Lori, you and, that, you and Lori weren't yacht shopping together. No, you know, it's a little out of my price range. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Well, yeah. how, how's everything going? Yeah, we're good. I, I'm rested up, and I've, I've got more energy to bash on Howie and that dumb head coach of ours. Very nice, very nice. So, what, what, what yeah. do you want to hear from this press conference today? I want to hear how either of these two morons still have jobs. I, I want someone just to ask that question and be like, hey, how, how did you convince Jeffrey Lurie that you should still be here? You're both idiots. Awesome. I, I think, yeah. think that would be a very direct and <laughs> that's, poignant that's, question. I mean, let's be really honest with their, each other here, guys. Like, the whole Delaware Valley. Like, I'm here for you. I right. know you all think I hate you, but I, you know, <laughs> well, one thing, first of all, I, nerds, enjoy Joel for – until he gets to the second round. Oh, we I, will. I, we awesome. will. Yeah, bring up. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear you guys. He scored 70 the other night. The second round, and you're all upset that your MVP is a fraud. But let's get back to the real topics <laughs> here. Um, I, I, I mean, like, what are we going to do? We're going to bring in uh, an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator. Tally's not going to draft any linebackers or safeties. You're, you're going to keep drafting defensive linemen way too high. And then you're going to have an offensive coordinator that's hamstrung by, by Nick's offense, that, like no motion, new creativity, and just uh, over-reliance on having uh, the talent win. And it's just, it, it's just a big recipe for disaster. And then, again, Howie will get to fire Nick, and Howie will get to f- hire another dumb head coach that shouldn't be a head coach. And then everybody will be like, oh, this head coach is really great. He's, he's really going to be great. And Ike, you'll buy into him way too much, and he'll wear dumb T-shirts, and then we'll all be in the same position. Well, uh, positive, I'm not Mike. saying, Appreciate yeah, you may, you may be on to something there. <laughs> you might be on to something there. I usually try to find the positive in everyone. Well, it's, it's good. It's good to find the positive. Yeah. It's good to find the the one I can't really find the positive is is in Kingsbury. I'm so not. I'm not in on Kingsbury. You know, no air raid offense. How much? How has that worked in the NFL? Because <laughs> the air, it's, it's never been able to translate it's to the NFL. Worked. Like no. RPOs have translated, right? Um, I don't know if they ever ran. Yeah, sending out four and five receivers and only having a five-man protection never works. I mean, isn't that what the quarterback didn't like this year? <laughs> was that all they did was run vertical routes? Right. Uh, how's that going to work? Yeah, well, maybe maybe they just wanted to get his his, his thoughts and ideas on what he could do with Jalen. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's he's been around a lot of great quarterbacks. Yeah. So I guess they could say, okay, well, you know, uh, I guess you know Cliff King- Kingsbury can't handle you know can't hurt from that standpoint, but. Um, yeah, I mean, who they hired, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, why is Nick back? Um, you know, and and I wonder how much the, the, the Jalen stuff gets brought up today. Because um, obviously it's more source stuff. It's not on sure. the record. Sure. But how they how they answer those questions I think is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, no, like I, I feel like you could ask, how's he evolved as a leader? You know, like Jalen, is there is there – how do you – I wonder how they answer anything about um, – AJ and him, you know, right. like what's the relationship between AJ Brown and, and Jalen Hurts? Everything fine there, um, because that's a huge thing, and and how they answer that is also going to be really interesting as well. You know, Brian Johnson was rumored to be Jalen Hurts' guy, mm-hmm. right? How did he handle a moving on from Brian Johnson? And did you was he consulted on it? Yes, was he consulted on and it? And then should he be consulted on it? Well, no, you you got to ask, was he? 
I'm asking. I'm asking. Oh, the you're audience. asking me? Yeah, should he? Oh, yeah, it's the audience. Should he? Um, I'd say no. I'd say no because of the relationship. I, I I would say no because I think they would know. They can anticipate what his answer is going to be. It would cloud his judgment. Yes, his 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 judgment would be clouded. And in a if you're looking at it from a positive standpoint, like if you don't want to be like eh, they're going to create a rift between the quarterback and the organization. If you look at it from a positive, they're looking out for his best interest. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. I think it's a way of creating checks and balances. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, maybe they viewed Brian as sort of a hindrance to Jalen's progression as opposed to someone that could coach him hard and, 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 and get him to do the things he needs to do versus coaching around the things he likes to do. You know, sometimes having somebody you're close to um, – could be a detriment to you in your development uh, as a player versus having someone who doesn't have this sort of conflict of interest because he certainly knows you personally, likes you personally, and that personal relationship versus how he would coach any other player is certainly different because now you're thinking about not only you're thinking about him from a coach-player standpoint, you're thinking about the personal relationship you guys have away from the game of football. And you're human. There's no way that doesn't cloud your judgment in difficult times. It's easy to do when everything's going well. Mm-hmm. you know. But in difficult times, are you able to get the things across to him that he needs to get across to him? Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know. You know, we, we I hate referencing Carson with everything, but the situations are so eerily similar. But he was at his best when he had good cop, bad cop. John Filippo. Uh, Frank Reich. You know, John Filippo could coach him hard, and Frank could sort of get it across to him what, what John was trying to get across to him and why it would be beneficial to Carson. And Carson probably more willing to accept it coming from Frank Reich versus, you know, you cringe when that coach, you know, you know it, man. You, mm-hmm. you play for coaches. You know that coach that rides you hard? Pause. You know that coach just <laughs> like that, man. Yeah. Come on, man. I know. It's, it's not fun. And you don't you don't want to hear it. You know it's coming. You're like, oh, man, versus the coach who comes put his arm around you and is like, listen, I know what you were thinking there, but this is what we need. To, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, And that's the coaching that you're receiving. So maybe that's the same thing with Jalen. Yeah. Well, and that's what I find interesting because we didn't hear – like it was so famed in 17, right? Reich, DiFilippo. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop. We didn't get that much last year. You know, I don't think Steichen was the was a bad cop. No. Like he seemed kind of just – he seemed more happy-go-lucky than anything, and obviously it worked. He, he was sure. really good out in, in Indianapolis. But I didn't see – he didn't portray himself, I think, as a hard-ass. I, I, no, I, I completely agree, but, but here's the other thing. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jalen was probably more willing to accept coach. And that's the thing. So Brian Johnson last year as a quarterback coach, he no way he was a hard ass on right. on Jalen. So you know who the hard ass was? Who? It was Nick. Okay, it was Nick. Yes. Yeah. And that could possibly be where the tension came from between him and Nick. There was there's was a couple times this year where he got to it on the sideline. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. Nick had to be the one who 
listen, there's there's throws that were made that shouldn't be made. There there's blitzes that don't get picked up that you guys went over on the sideline and it's already been explained to you that this is what you're supposed to do. You know, you you, you stay in bounds instead of going out of bounds. Like there's things that would get you reamed if you were a player in any other position by the coach. And we know how passionate and emotional Nick can be on the sidelines. And in the heat of the moment, he's not thinking about putting his arm around you and coddling you. No. You know, when, when the stuff is hitting the fan. So wouldn't surprise me if his, his coaching style rubbed Jalen the wrong way at some point because maybe he had to step in to be that guy. Yep. And in year one, he was fine. Last year, maybe not so fine. Yep. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four twenty six minutes late. Twenty six minutes late for this press conference. Apparently, they are in a meeting. Yeah. Yeah, you got to dot the i's and cross the t's, man. Yeah. Well, do that at one thirty. Do that. Do that. Don't do it at two thirty. Listen. <laughs> They're, they're going to get there. We'll still be here waiting. Oh, we're going to be waiting. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be waiting for sure uh, as, as we continue to trek along here, uh, getting set for, obviously, this huge press conference. Um, you know, so obviously some other things around, uh, you know. Let's tap into some other, something else. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> we won't get into. <laughs> what I want to get into. Here's, here's what I want to get into. Mm-hmm. I want to get into Howie and the moves that he has to make this offseason. Um and, and and rebuilding this defense and you, we've talked a lot about how you know when he gets backed into a corner, what does Howie do? And and, and yeah, comes out swinging. He comes out swinging. Well, might be time. There might be a, a cornerback available. Ooh, his name's Jair ooh, ooh, Alexander. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Who yesterday kind of put a, a goodbye uh, Instagram caption out to, to to Green Bay. Said thank you for the six years uh, here in this in this city. Jair Alexander, it, this team obviously needs a cornerback. I, I know whenever we bring this up, Ike, we get the, what about Isaiah Rodgers? Uh, what about him? He could be our slot corner. What about Isaiah Rodgers? Yeah. Um, so, it, sure, like if you move on from James Bradbury and you no, have – When we move when on. When we move on from James Bradbury, is Slay and Isaiah Rodgers really good enough? Um, I haven't seen Isaiah Rodgers in a year. No. I keep wondering what his picks are. <laughs> Wonder what his picks are, but Jair Alexander, like if if they don't want to go use a cornerback or uh, use an asset on a cornerback, um, you know, and and they look at the draft and you know maybe they're thinking in Mel Kiper's first mock draft, Mm -hmm. he had them drafting an an offensive tackle. It's not like I mean they have a a, uh, they have a bunch of of needs they need to fill on this team. So you know if you can use one of those picks to get Jair Alexander and take care of one of those cornerback positions, I mean that's a kind of a, a a home run situation here. Yeah, I'm in. The star. I mean, he's got he's got a little edge to him. What? He got everything you want as a corner. He he's like Slay. He's like Slay, and we may be getting him if you can get him now, uh, a couple years earlier than what we got Slay. I can't remember how old Slay was when we got him. Slay's what thirty one now, thirty two. He's definitely in his thirties. Yeah. So I think he's I think he's entering his age thirty season. So, but but this kid is just twenty six years old. Yeah. So he's still young. Uh, it's gonna cost you some money. That, that's what happens in Green Bay. They don't usually pay their guys. You, you normally need to go get paid. So it's going to cost you. And I don't have to worry about you taking somebody with the 23rd pick or the 50th pick at corner and us developing that guy. Which they haven't been and able this to guy do, is already an all-pro player, multiple pro bowler. Yeah. yeah and and is a 
is is the type of guy you want at that position. Supremely confident, has swagger, has the ability to play the top receivers, never back down from taking on Justin Jefferson. You know, Justin Jefferson got his fair share against him, but he also played very well against Justin uh, Jefferson um, in, in that division over there. So, yeah, when I saw this uh, yesterday, I was like, yeah, I yes, I love J- uh, Jair uh, Alexander. It feels like a Howie move. Yes, sir. It, it feels like a Howie move. Like, he paid the quarterback. He, he believes in certain positions. Hasn't been dra- hasn't drafted cornerback very well. I mean, last no. time they used a top two pick, I believe, was Sidney Jones. They haven't used And we didn't know how that turned out. Didn't exactly go well. They have so many other needs that they needed to fill. The, the, the interesting part to me is – um, like, what does it cost compensation wise to trade for him? Yeah, because like, is it going to cost one of those second round picks? Is it going to cost maybe even that that first round pick? I no hell no, I would give up the second round pick though. Second round pick, maybe maybe more. I, I, again, I'm not sure. I'm not giving up more because I got to pay him. Well, Slay was a third and a fifth. Yeah, I think he was older. He was older. He yeah, was three years older. And you took on his contract, I believe. Yeah, this kid. You're gonna have to pay him. That's why Green. That's why he's moving on from Green Bay. Um, so he's moving on from Green Bay. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be willing to give up a two. Yeah, yeah, and and listen, it's 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 star hunting season. Yes, Howie, when he's back into a corner, likes to make a big splash move to where uh, you know they can go out there, get a more established name, so you don't have to draft them. Um, even I mean, they got Slay even when they paid Carson the contract, so yeah. that wasn't able to uh, deter him off that. Mm-hmm. Let that first round pick be another position in need that you know it's going to be some either O line or D line, and you know, know what it's going to be. I know. <laughs> All right, here we are. It's finally here. Howie and Nick at the press conference 30 minutes late. Here it is. Appreciate everyone's patience. Um, Just wanted to walk through why we're here a little bit later than normal. Uh, Played Monday night. Um, The game ended Tuesday. I think we left locker room Tuesday morning. And just looking around the locker room uh, at our players, as our staff, felt like there was a kind of sadness about the way the season ended. There was kind of a shell shock feeling that was going on. And I think what we do a good job of is kind of communicating, figuring out the reasons for things, how we can get better. And so we gave everyone Tuesday off. Um, And then coach and I and our coaches uh, met with all our players. We had exit interviews Um, that lasted for a couple of days. Obviously the snowstorm on Friday, Um, So a lot of people were out of the office. The office was closed. And then we went into the weekend and, uh, like we do, try to figure out a plan to get better. So um, I apologize for kind of the delay, and um, we're here now. Can you walk us through the decision to remove Brian Johnson as your offensive coordinator? And did you talk to Jay when you considered their relationship when you made that decision? Sure, yeah. You know, we – Evaluated our season at the at the end of the you know at the end of the year. Obviously, are going to be in con- constant evaluation of this. Um, you know, we did what we thought was best at, at that time, uh, at the time. And you know, I can't say enough good things about Brian though. Um, you know, he's a great a great football coach, um, and he's going to have another opportunity to 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 lead an offense. And I and I will miss him. Um, you know, some of the things that we want to do. Um, as a team is, you know, grow in, in a lot of different areas uh, and, grow in, and grow in, you know, some of the guys that have been in here with me for the, have been there for, with me for a while. So it's about coming up with fresh ideas and, um, and doing some things different. And, and that's exactly where we are right, right now. And sometimes, you know, Brian being, you know, at that position, um, you know, 
unfortunately he's he's the one that is 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 leaving at this particular time uh but i can't say i can't tell you how much i appreciate him as a coach we've had a we've had a lot of success here in the past three years and, and brian's contributed a lot to that um and but like i said we're, it's it's now about uh bringing in fresh ideas um some different thoughts than 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 what a lot of the guys you know sometimes when you're with a group of guys like we've been together for three years that group of guys but in addition to that you know it was a couple of the other guys that I've been with for 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 multiple years as well um and so we just wanted to to bring in some fresh ideas and and, uh, and that's where we are with that with, right those, now. Fresh, with those fresh ideas Nick how willing are you to change some of the structure of your offense if you see fit yeah I mean that's exactly what where that's what you're saying exactly what we're talking about so you know it's not it's just about putting the players in the best positions to 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 succeed, but and doing things differently um, at times too. But there's going to be things that whoever the the new coordinator is, there's going to be things that you know they bring that are going to be you know fresh ideas for us uh, to help our players grow and our help our players play at the top level. And there's been some things that that we've done really well on offense too in the past that you know that you'll mesh in some of that together as well. Um, I think it, you know, with with some of the success that we've had these last these last three years and the things that our guys do well, and so I'm excited about that. The you know and you know the the new the new ideas meshing with some of the old ideas. We'll see how that continues to go as we go through our go through our off season process and um, and where we land with that. But yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, when you get to me, we got a little bit stale on offense at the by the end. Um, you know, at the end of the year, and these ideas and this and this new and this new person coming in is is meant to you know take away the staleness and add and add the value of what they're adding to the to the offense. Nick, just for clarification, though, it'll be your scheme, and you'll have final authority on on what is run. Yeah, you know, it's it's our scheme. It's it will be our scheme of what we're what we're doing. And so again, I don't know exactly what that will look like yet, right? We're, we're bringing in a guy to bring in new ideas, um, to do the things that, that he's done in the past. Um, we're going to, we're going through an extensive, uh, search to, to get that right person. Um, but it'd be crazy not to add some of the things that we've done in the past, uh, here as well. I don't know if it's going to be 95% this 90, we're not there yet, right? We're working on getting the best guy in here for the job. Um, and you know, a guy who has a vision, uh, a guy who can, who's going to call the plays, um, a guy who's going to be able to coach the quarterback in the in the in the in the same sense there. Um, so it's just about getting the right guy, and then we'll 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 decide where that goes. But I'm hiring him to do a job um, and to be in charge of the offense. Nick, when you look up your... the defensive side of the ball, what are you looking for in your new defensive coordinator? Are you looking for somebody potentially to be a little bit more aggressive, or are you still married to like to say the Vic Fangio type scheme that you got a couple years? Yeah, we're looking for the guy who's best fits the you know who is the best person for the job, right? And that can be, there's many different systems that, that work. There's many different systems that work well. Um, and we're looking for the guy who's going to be best for the job that can utilize the skills that our players have um, so they can play at their highest level. Um, and so a lot of good candidates there as well. And that's what we're going through right now. Um, you know, as we speak. Nick, if the, if the offensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the offense and the defensive coordinator is going to be in charge of the defense, what is your role going to be? The head coach of the football team. What does that entail? How, how does it change? Yeah, um, I guess 
what you know it'd be this very similar to what's going on right now um you know if that mean i'll sit more into defensive meetings at times maybe right instead of always being in an offensive meeting maybe i go to a defensive meeting here and there um but my job is to be the head coach of the team not the head coach of the offense not the head coach of the defense not the head coach of the special teams but be the be the head coach of the football team and so that's building the culture that's making sure the culture's um you know working you know with our our five core values are taking every day at a time like we're not coming up with new core values uh i mean we may shuffle of where you know where the things are that are important um and the most important um but that's diving into that building the culture having a relationship with the guys on the football team um because i know when when i have that connection with the guys on the football team um that's when things are you know that when that's when the culture is working um and and working at high level and then that's where our connection with the players and then their connection with each other works well too let me answer a question let me let me take one Howie, um, just from a, a personnel standpoint on defense mm -hmm. um where are you as far as how far from being able to field the kind of defense you guys want to field yeah i think um Ruben, when, when I think about uh, the contributions I can make to help this team, I know that um, when I'm doing my best um, and I have my best seasons, this team has a chance to have its best seasons. And so, like, I, I hold myself to a very high standard. Um, I think we have a, a lot of good young players on this team. I think we have the ability to go out and, and continue to add to that. I'm very excited about the core that we have on offense um, going forward, obviously. Um, and so in, in terms of that, uh, you know, our goal every year is to fill the best possible team. And, you know, I go back um, to last year um, on the Tuesday after we lost the Super Bowl and um, Nick walked into my office and he said, how are you doing? And, and I said to him, you know, I think the thing that I'm most upset about is how many good people we're going to lose, you know, on and off the field. And, and so I knew what was coming. Um, I knew the schedule was going to be harder. I knew that. Um, you know, it was probably easier to get the offense to a place quicker than it was the defense. And, um, you know, we never want to be just kind of in the middle of packing both, you know. And so um, I feel like uh, a lot of the things that uh, we try to do uh, last off offseason um, was kind of try to keep our priorities intact about how we like to build the team. Um, you know, we could talk about that and uh, some of the decisions we make and, um you know, I expect accept responsibility for for whatever we got to do to make sure that when the season falls short of not playing this week and beyond, you know, um, I'm certainly responsible for that as well. I would say defensive line in particular. Um, what do you attribute their underperformance relative to the investment um, to? And is there anything about the way that the season played out that has sort of changed your, your roster going forward? Yeah, I think you don't want uh, we we. I feel like we've had a long history uh, of success here, um, building the team a certain way. And I think maybe uh, there's some preconceived notions that, you know, we're just um, at the linebacker position, you know, that we don't care who we play at linebacker. And again, you know, our two Super Bowl teams over the last six years, uh, the linebacker play was good, you know, from those guys. And I think if anything, um, it's my belief in the players that we have, the young players that we have. Um, I have a lot of belief, and I know Coach does as well, and Kobe Dean, you know, and so... I believe in the player. I believe in the person. Um, you know, we lost two linebackers at that uh, spot, two good players uh, from our Super Bowl team. Um, and we had N'Kobe Wade in the wings. We drafted him for that role. Um, obviously, it didn't work out perfectly for him this year. That doesn't change the, uh, the belief we have in, in the player. Um, and then, you know, we felt like we'd have the ability to get uh, an off-ball linebacker, a will linebacker who can, who can run and hit. And, 
And honestly, when you watch the tape, uh, Zach Cunningham had a good year. He really did. And he had a mentality that we like from that position. Um, uh, of course, you know, we miss some of the guys uh, that left as free agents, miss some of the guys on and off the field that we had uh, strong relationships with. Howie, what was your involvement in, in the process that led to Sean Desai's demotion? Uh, you know, coach comes to me and tells me kind of what he's thinking. Um, no different than um, when he decided to give Shane the play calling duty. And he said, hey, this is what uh, I'm going to do. Um, I trust him with the coaching staff. That's his responsibility, just like he trusts me with my front office staff. And um, that's how we're structured here. That's how the relationship works. And uh, I always want to be a supporter for him and a resource. So um, if he needs me to do something, if he asks me a question, if he asks me, um, an opinion, you know, in a situation like this, um, he had made up his mind, he had made a decision, and I'm going to support him. If you could go back and do that again, would you do it the same way? That you, like, would you replace Sean with Matt again? And I guess, uh, whether you would or not, what did you learn from replacing a coordinator, you know, into, I don't know if it was December or not yet, but when, you know, 13 games from the season? Yeah, obviously, I understand that any anything that I do, and uh, make any decision that I make, uh, if it doesn't work out, it can be you can look at it and, and second guess it. So we are we are right now. At the time I made that decision, like I've told you guys, I made that decision because I thought it was the best decision that, that for the team. And um, you know, obviously we all fell short um, at the end um, at those last six weeks of the season, right? All all of us did. And so um, you know, I say. Obviously, Matt was in a tough situation uh, trying to because you can't completely change, um, you know, the defense, right? And so he was, you know, trying to, you know, make make some things happen with, quite frankly, th things that weren't his defense. So I know I put Matt in a tough spot. I know I put Sean in a tough spot, obviously. Um, but at the at the time that I I did that, um, you know. I did it because I thought it was the best decision for the for the football team, um, and there's a lot of decisions I have to make like that. Make like that, whether I go for it on fourth down in certain situations, uh, what our philosophy is on a, in a four minute drive at the end of a game, um, and, and trust me, every time we do something like that and it doesn't work. I, I think to myself, what what was the best thing? And I, I can only come back to that uh, answer to you right now is that, and forevermore, that at the time when I did it. I did it because I thought it was the best thing for the defense. Yeah, and yeah, that's last, year, last, last year, you talked about the vision that you had for the defense, you know, things that you were convicted in, you know, philosophically. I guess, has that shifted as you start to search? No, I, I mean, I'm, you're always growing as a coach, right? So there's some things that, you know, year in, year out, players that you have, uh, different scenarios you go through um, can le lead to where your visions are and your philosophies are. But, you know, those things are, are in constant, evol uh, you know, they're evolving at all times. Um, and so are there things that I still believe in, um, you know, even going through a, a difficult stretch here like we did? Of course, right? And the offense, defense, special teams, how to build, you know, how to, to lead the team. There's a ton of those things. But I don't think there's any growth um, unless you look at some things and say and be critical on yourself of say, okay, well, this was my philosophy here, or this was a belief here, and this didn't work out. And sometimes the answer, you, you you look at those things, and sometimes the answer is no, I still believe in this. And sometimes the answer is, you know, maybe I need to make a, a adjustment here with that. And and so that's the that's the you know that's the process of just going through it and, and getting and trying to get better. And so 
Um, of course, there's things that um, that I'll, I'll be adjusting, um, but there's still things that um, uh, there's probably more. You know, you don't just take just a, a six-week stretch and say, "Boom, I'm scratching this entire philosophy." You know, you look at it as a whole. You act, you you ask yourself, you drag yourself through the mud of the of the, the bad stuff that you've went through, and you say, "Do I need to you know to make adjustments?" And and yet the answer is yes a lot of times, and then the answer is no. This is the way it, it needs to be, and we just got to do it better or coach it better or, or whatever it is. What are the things that you're finding yourself open to changing and you maintain a lot of your staff to do a lot of the same things. So how has it been looking outside of that and how are you with this situation and the offense, how what is your confidence that instead of the entire wall that you can leave that? Well, yeah. First. yeah, you go first. Yeah, I think every conversation that we're having is about how we can move forward together. And I think the important thing for us to look at is before the stretch, which was a, you know, a difficult stretch, you know, not diminishing the one and six stretch at the end. We were 26 and five over the last 31 games. I mean, that's four times the amount of games that we played um, over this stretch. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find um, a head coach in this league who has that record of success. Um, I think we were 33-11 and 11 up until that point um, with Nick. Um, we've made the playoffs three straight years. Again, not okay finishing one and six, so I'm not sitting up here saying that, but um, it is hard to find somebody who can do those sort of things. And um, I think as we go forward, you know, doing this together in a way that continues to get the best possible people we can on and off the field for me um, that's my job to to try to make sure that we have that on the field and and my group is as strong as we possibly can get and I know Nick's committed to that on in his group. Nick, Nick when, when you look at when you look at the decision to move on from Brian Johnson, how much of a factor was Jalen? I mean, not necessarily like if you consulted him, but like just as far as making the change and and the new offensive coordinator. Like, how much of a factor is he as far as all that? Yeah, like like I said, like obviously. Um, we're always everything we're doing is trying to get our players to to perform better and and to continue to grow. Um, so the the new coordinator, if I'm if I'm answering your question right here, the new coordinator is obviously going to be heavily involved in in not only the you know he, he's bringing in a scheme um, to to be able to run um, to be able to uh, for us to to function in. Um, and that scheme has to be something that our players can function and our, our quarterback can, is going to be excel at. And so um, I'm looking forward to the the whoever that is to come in and do those things as far as uh, and you want and you want there to be comfort um, with with Jalen and whoever is this new coordinator. Um, and so obviously talk just like I talked to Howie about it, just like I talked to Kevin Patool about it, I'll talk to Jalen about that as well. Um, and some of the things, you know, you, you're in constant communication with your players, especially your quarterback. And so we'll talk through, we'll talk through everything. I'll, I'll, I'll keep him um, aware of things that, that he needs to be aware of. Um, and you know, keep him in the loop of that because you know that he's he's our guy, and 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 uh, you know, it's really important that that those two guys are going to work hand in hand to to make sure that we're we're getting back to where we need to be. Did you have to consult with Jalen about your decision to let Brian go? 
Yeah, you know, obviously we, we talk about everything um, and we, we communicate on everything. Um, won't get into specific uh, discussions on, you know, what we talk about, but yeah, we, we, we discuss everything. What was his reaction was... To, to Brian getting dismissed? Um, obviously they have a, a, a relationship. I mean, you'll have to ask Jalen when you get an opportunity to talk to him, but, you know, anytime you have to let people go, we all, we all hurt when we let people go, every one of us, right? Um, this isn't... This is the the worst part of the job having a, to let people go. You know, there's, it doesn't just affect the person you let go. They, um, it affects the families, um, and it affects the like. There's a friendship there, like like that we we have worked together every day for the past three years, um, and we've spent way more time with each other than we have with our families uh, or our loved ones, and and you and you grow close and you grow close bonds, and so. You know, I, I don't even want to get into the, you know, what every play, like everyone's going to be hurting from this, right? Not just the, like, not just the, the guy that got let go, but the, the people, the friendships that are, they're not over, but, you know, you're not going to see that person every day like you have for the, in the past. And so those, that's the, that's the most difficult part of this, this business. I feel like if I can explain that on the human side of this thing, like that's the most difficult part of this business is saying goodbye to, to friends. Um, you know, and I, and I can't, I can't, it's, it's the worst part. And I, I really can't explain to you how, how it feels when you have to do those things and everybody feels it, right. The, the coach to coach player to player to coach. And so, like I said, Brian did so many good things, and 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 like how he was talking about the games that we've won, the success that we've had. Brian's a big part of that, um, and, and we'll all, and we'll all be we're all sad uh, for for what's went down and and how and what's what's going on right now. What needs to be done? It's it's atypical to wait this long to speak. How would you characterize those end of season meetings from your perspective? And did you feel you had to sell your vision or sell yourself uh, in those meetings with Jeffrey? You know, obviously, we we have those meetings after every year, um, and we talk about you know the progression of the team, um, where we're going, what we did well, things we didn't do well, and you know that was just, that was kind of business as usual right there. Um, it was a little obviously at the end of the at the end of the game right on Monday night. You get back late on Tuesday. How he explained all that. We have player meetings, right? Uh, it takes me about two to three days to get through every player. Then you're trying to get through every coach. Then you're having the meetings there, and so it is a it's a long process to get to where we are right now, where we have, you know, we're able to answer your questions a little bit a little bit more. Um, and and so I, I mean, I guess that's with how he said what he said with the uh, you know why we're we're in our why we're meeting right now. Um, but there is, a, but going into the meeting, did you ask, say what you asked again? Yeah, with Jeffrey, did you have to sell yourself or sell your vision for how to fix it? Yeah, again, it was the same, it was business as usual of how we, how we go um, about an end of year meeting. Um, you know, obviously, well, my thought is there, and and so it was just it was just normal, Zach. Um, it wasn't anything anything different than it's been the last three years. Now, in my mind, right, in my mind, you better believe I'm thinking, how do I reprove myself, right? I was a young coach that um, that Mr. Laurie and and Howie and and this organization uh, trusted to give the job to. I had to prove myself that you know this 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 guy uh can can lead you know the organization like they like they asked me to and i had to prove myself from then and i think that you know 
you asked me that question, like, did I like have to sell my vision? No, because again, it was business as usual, but you better believe that I'm thinking after that one and six finish, uh, after starting where we started and doing the things that we've done in the past, that I'm thinking, I'm going to prove them right again, um, that, you know, and we're going to prove them right. Right? We got to reprove ourselves. We got to go prove it again. And so that's how I that's how I feel right now. Um, that's how you know I'm attacking this off season. That's how I'm attacking this this upcoming you know season as we as we get ready for it. Um, just hungry to be able to prove myself again to you know Mr. Lori and the faith that he's had in me, and Howie and the faith he's had in me, and and the rest of the team and and the city. Can I, can I just say something? Okay, I, I I just want to say something because I think. Um, I think it's important, Tim, something you said made me think about this, to think about these exit meetings and um, what the purposes of them are. And the purpose of them is, like everything we do, we're trying to accumulate information. You know, for us to make good decisions, we're trying to accumulate information. But at the end of the day, the decisions are made by us. You know, um, we understand um, that everyone has, has different opinions and perspectives, but we're going to make those decisions. So I say that just in relation to, you know, you ask kind of what Jalen and and that's not fair also to Jalen. You know, he's 25 years old, you know. Like, Jalen is continuing to grow and get better. And what we see at 25 is going to be a bit different than 26. I'm just using Jalen as an example here. And so I think for us, it's also important to understand, like, we accept responsibility. Whatever the product is, at the end of the day, that's that's on me. That's on coach. And, and we accept that. So we don't ask the players to make these decisions. Um, we don't ask the other people who work for us to make the, these decisions. We try to get information, and we try to make the best decisions we possibly can so that the confetti can fall on our head again and we can be world champs again because that's the only agenda. But in terms of of improving Jalen, what needs to be done, um, Nick and Howie, and from Jalen himself, to get him back playing like he was in 2022? Yeah, you know, obviously we're all going to have things that we need to work on. and 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 Jalen is no different than than any. We all are going to have a look. We're going to all go look at the things that from the season and say, "Oh, we need to work on this," or "We need to work on that." Um, without getting into the specifics of that, cause like I said, we all. You, I'm, you guys are going to ask me, "What about this? What about that?" You know, what the one thing I do know about Jalen is, you know, when people or when there are things of his game that he needs to improve, he he goes to work and he and he does he bust his ass to do that. Um, I think, you know, you saw such a, you know, I think that there was a lot of questions after that first year about some things about could he be the passer or whatever, whatever the questions were. And he came out and put together an MVP type season the following year, like in just his, the way he threw the ball, the way he delivered the ball, accuracy, all those different things. Like he just continues to grow. And I, and I said it last year a bunch, like, I don't know if we know what this guy's ceiling is because he's going to work and do everything he, he needs to do to get better. And, you know, and for, you know, for 11 weeks this year, right, for 11 weeks this year, he was on top of the MVP talk, right? You guys asked about that. And then he was on top of the MVP talk of where he was through 11 weeks. And we all had a bad stretch through the last part portion of it. In fact, there were games like even, even though we were in a bad stretch as a team, I thought Jalen was playing really good football. So like, but I get it. Like me as the head coach, Jalen as the quarterback, we're going to draw the the most scrutiny and the most you know attention and eyes, and we understand that and the seats that we sit in. But I know I know that the things that Jalen needs to work on, and the things that we'll sit down together and talk about, 
Um, and the thing, I had no doubt in my mind that he's going to bust his ass to do that because that's who he is. That's who he's been since the day he's got here. That's why he continues to develop um, in, in things that maybe people thought was a, was a negative hit for him in the past that he's made into a strength. So um, I have no doubt about the person doing that because I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it over and over again, and I look forward to him doing it with this, this offseason with all the things that we talk about um, of, for all of us to improve on. When you look at this, what happened this uh, past year, and especially with a lot of noise that were talking about Nick and, and possibly replacing him from the outside, what gave you the confidence to bring him back for another season and to lead this team? Because I've seen it been done. You know, I've had the opportunity to to work with him, and uh, I've seen what he has done. Um, winning games, winning games, um, put us in a position. We're competing for a world championship, um, putting us in a position where every year we're in the playoff race and giving us an opportunity with the team to do that. Those things are hard to find. Uh, you know, um, I don't know the stat off my head, but I'm, I'm sure there's not more than a handful of teams who've made the playoffs the last three years. Um, and it takes all of us. Uh, we had a tough stretch. Um, if you go back to when we walked off the field after the Buffalo game and we were 10-1, and one, which, you know, I've talked about that time machine. I would take a time machine to do that. That would be a beautiful thing, but we can't. Um, I think there would be a lot different narrative being told, and we can't lose sight of the big picture. Um, we have a lot of good people on this football team. We got a lot of good players. We got a lot of good coaches. We got a lot of good people in this building. You know, I look around this building, I couldn't be more proud of the people. That doesn't mean we can't fight through adversity. That doesn't mean we can't overcome this and take this back to the level and beyond that we were at last year. It's not going to take a snap of the fingers. We got to work hard. We, we got to do whatever we can to have the right people, um, bring in the right people to to do that. But we have a lot of those pieces in place. Um, this cupboard isn't even close to bear. Hey, 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 this just came out just now that said that Vic Fangio and the Dolphins parted ways, and that specifically the Eagles will be. It's just like what happened when you had to do a press conference at one time. It's like just. Uh, Fire what, 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 what was it? Oh, it wasn't, yeah. It said specifically he will be the top target for the Eagles. I'm just curious if you can comment on that. We got a lot of good, we got a lot of good targets um, that we're working through. Um, you know, and, and there are a lot of guys that have, have done really well in their interview process and look forward to continue on that process. We'll see what happens. Coaches on your staff, all the evaluations been completed or we're still working. We're still working. Yeah. And, and, and that's what, and that's, what's tough, right? You're, you're still working and there's some guys that are still up in the air. You know, I, I hate this for them because we are replacing coordinators and, and, and there's guys that are up in the air um, and, and their families are up in the air in the sense of like, I got to get a coordinator in before we make a decision on maybe some of the quality controls or some of the position coaches. Um, I know I believe in the guys upstairs Um and but you know also there there has to be an ability for some of the coordinators to bring in you know maybe one or two of their guys or or more, um, and so that's still an evaluation process. That's something that might not get sorted out until the coordinator's hired. Till he that coordinator gets to meet with some of the guys, make sure they can work together, um, and so that's still in a that's still a process that we're going through. Nick, over the years you've been pretty yeah, consistent. You've been pretty consistent with us talking about the offense, whether it's. You know, if Shane's here, it's your offense. Calling the plays, Brian, it's your offense. Well, from that change, that evolution, any encouragement come from outside or is that something just coming from you? 
Again, I just think that right now we we just need to to bring some some ideas in from the outside, right? And and we need to bring a, a guy in that from with with new ideas that's not part of this family of coaches. I think that's a that's an important thing. Or even if it is a family of the coaches that has been somewhere else, and then you could, like it, it could be any of any of that. And so um, that's important. You know, that's important because that's important that you're making sure you always evolve, right? And we are blessed with time um, and that, you know, college coaches don't have sometimes because they're recruiting and we're blessed with how much tape we're able to watch, how much tape we're watching on, uh, you know, prospects and we see the other college, you know, college tape and things like that. So the evolution will not just be of you know, the things that this new coordinator will bring to the table um, as far as their scheme and things that we may not know a lot about, um, you know, because it is easy to look it out and say, oh, I like to do that, like to do that, like to do that, but not know everything there is to know about. It. And that's where you're bringing the coordinator in to, to bring those new ideas. But then you also, we're going to have this time over this next six months or five months or whatever it is to also study some own ideas ourselves. We'll go to a college. We'll go to see. We'll bring somebody in here to make sure we're studying uh, things that we want to learn more about, whether that's something we just want to learn more about, whether that's something that we were uh, deficient in last year. Um, those will be all the different topics of what our professional development is. And then um, and then you also have the things from, from our offense that we've done done well in the past. This will be our offense. This will be the Philadelphia Eagles offense. Um, not whoever, you know, name the coordinator's offense or na my name on it or whoever, Kevin, Petulo's. It will be our offense and really look forward to, you know, really evolving the offense and some things that I believe that by the end of the year, um, you know, got got stale and it we you know and we saw the way how that that ended and statistically you know you finished positive on a lot of different things but by the obviously at one of six finish you know there was things that that got stale and looking forward to i i just i really see the beauty of what can happen um with bringing in this this new coordinator and where our offense can go because of it a couple more now why, why do the offense get so stale? Trying, bro. Because of the quarterback? We'll go Zach next. I'm sorry. I was saying, why did the offense get so stale? Was it because of the quarterback, the play calls? We all have our. We all have a hand in it. Uh, we all have a hand in it, and I'll take. And anything that happens on that field will always start with with me. I don't care if that's offense, defense, or special teams. Um, and so I'll be the, the be on the front of that of you know where the, the staleness came from. Um, you know. Um, but, they, but we did, you know, there was things that we, we look at and, you know, that we can, we can do better. Right. And whether that's the, the pass game, whether it's the run game, whether it's the protections, there's, there's parts of that in all areas that we look at and be like, ah, you know, that, that war it's course. And, and that doesn't mean that's your entire offense. That's just portions of it. Right. Cause you're still going to have staples that are, that are staples for you that can be run against any defense at any time at any, at any moment. Um, that was just some stale moments of, of all of those phases of, of the game that, um, that I just mentioned. Now, what perspective do you have now of the roster composition? And you, you made a few references to wanting to keep playing this weekend, like a team still playing this weekend. How do you think it compares to the team still playing this weekend? Yeah, I think we've we've always kind of had our own spin on roster building, and I think that at the same time, I've talked a lot about um, you know 
if you keep following things as opposed to being at the head of the curve, then you're kind of getting the leftovers. Like you have to be ahead of it. And I, I think that um, when we've had uh, um, our best teams, we've been ahead of it. And so we continue to study that and try to figure out ways to do that. We study what's successful, what we think will be successful going forward. And I, I think in roster building, you're, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. I think that, you know, you could look at the four teams playing right now, and I promise you we can go over a couple of things they'd like to have back. You know, that's part of it. The most important thing we got to do is we got to have we got to have a vision for how we want it to look. We have to have a process that we want to have. And sometimes you got to have a vision, you got to have a process, and the results not what you want, you know? And so you got to make sure that you're not overreacting to a result that, you know, maybe just kind of was an aberration in the moment. And then you got to look at maybe is the process right? So I think just like coaches going through that, I think that's one of the things we're real about around here. You know, how can we get better? What can we do better to improve ourselves? You know, to me, uh, we're at a point here where the only thing that matters is winning. That's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters is for us to put out a product on the field that gives us the best chance to win a championship every year. And I know we can do that because we've done it. And we'll continue to work as hard as we possibly can to continue to grow and learn from any adversity we have and do whatever we can to overcome that. All right. Thanks. Thanks, folks. Well, that's the High Rose in a Nick Sirianni press conference. Uh, we'll be back, obviously, to react to it all. Get in now, 215-592-9494. We'll be back reacting to it all next on Sports Radio 94 WIP. All right, for years you've heard Dr. Glad on WIP talking about his amazing services. Now, I know I'm bald and beautiful, but not everyone can be so lucky. Dr. Glad and the Glad Group know so many people that think hair restoration is a one-and-done procedure, but that's not the case. The Glad Group has restoration treatments to strengthen before you need a hair transplant as well as options to maintain your existing hair after a transplant, and their newest option is completely non-invasive. No needles, no pain, and no downtime. It's called TED, which is for transepidermal delivery. It's where growth factors are delivered directly to the hair follicles, and both men and women are seeing great results from this procedure. What are you waiting for? Give my friends a call at the GLAT Group. Always at the forefront of technology. Call today at 610-980-4000 or drglat.com. That's 610-980-4000 or drglat.com and tell them Ike Reese sent you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.